0: Life Audio.
1: Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, I want to talk about the doctrine of God, the doctrine of God. And after a word from our sponsors, we'll get started on the topic today. The doctrine of God falls under the, the category or the theme of the essentials of the Christian faith. These are doctrines or teachings that we as Christians believe. It unifies us. It, it puts us in the same family in terms of the major teachings of the faith. Now, there is a distinction between major teachings and minor teachings minor teachings are secondary teachings, uh, that should not break us apart. Um, secondary teachings such as what day of, of the week to have service on. That's a secondary issue. Secondary teachings such as, uh, what color are, uh, it, are the choir going to wear that should not tear us apart. These are secondary teachings. Um, What unites us are the major teachings. Those are non-negotiable. These teachings are designed for us to follow, not to negotiate. This is what makes us a universal church. This is what makes us a Christian church. This is what makes us a global church, meaning all of us that confess to be Christians, we must adhere to these teachings. Again, they're non-negotiable. So, the first doctrine that I want to unpack for this episode is the doctrine of God. The doctrine of God. We are, we as Christians, uh, we, we are assuming that everybody that said they're Christian believe there is a God. Those who profess to be our in Many of us call them atheists. They say or argue against this notion of God. They said there is no God. There is no God. And and uh, we uh, arrived here through a series of accidents. And if you believe in evolution, they argue that. We are here not because of God, not because of intentionality, not because there's transcendence, not because uh, there's an intelligent designer, but they argue rather that we came here through a primordial soup, through a series of accidents. And that primordial soup, um, basically the rivers or the ocean, that's what they're talking about, uh, that our origins stem from something that happened in the ocean and that something uh, took us from chaos to uh, unity uh, to formality, uh, to uh, a process uh, to whereby we arrived here with everything working. Now it would take a series of unimaginable coincidences for these accidents to get us to where we are now. And their argument is fanciful. Their arguments, uh, it's not realistic and it doesn't make logical sense where you go from, uh, chaos to unity. It doesn't work that way. So we as believers, we believe in God through faith and we should, but we also have arguments for our faith as it relates to God. So you may be saying, what's the big deal? Why should we be concerned with what other people believe? It's a big deal because it's a big deal of God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father but by me. So that means if you're worshiping anything or anyone outside of Jesus, you won't make it to heaven. That's a big deal. Even before we get to heaven, we still can experience God right here on earth, in which we should. God wants us to live holy. He wants us to be peculiar. This is um, a practice drill before heaven. This life is a practice drill. This life is rehearsal before we get to heaven. God wants us to experience a piece of heaven right here on earth. He wants us to know what it's like to worship right here on earth. He wants us to know what it's like to Uh, live holy right here on earth. So who we believe in is very important. It has to be Jesus the Christ. If we want to have an abundant life, that's what Jesus calls it, an abundant life. And if we want to live more abundantly, then we have to have a relationship with the Christ. So in this society, in this world that we live in, there are many false views of God. First of all, we have to get over the hurdle that there is a God. Uh, We've already explained that atheists don't believe there's a God. The agnostics would say with skepticism that there's not enough evidence to prove there's a God. But we that believe in God, uh, we that are theists believe in God, we must still drill down a little bit deeper. Yes, you believe in God, but which God do you believe in? Now, if you remember Baal, some of you all call it Baal of the Old Testament. That was another God. It's a false God. But God, the real God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he condemned the worship of other gods. He says, my glory, Should you not share with anyone? He says, I'm a jealous God, meaning that God doesn't want us to misappropriate our worship. He alone should be worshiped. No one else, nothing else. He alone should we worship. So when we talk about God, we have to make sure, number one, that we have the God of the Bible, the authentic Bible, uh, uh, the authentic view of the God of the Bible. We must make sure of that. Uh, Because you can be sincere and worship the wrong God, and that won't get you to heaven. You can be sincere, worship the wrong God, and that won't get you the help that you need. It's only appropriate to worship the true and living God, the authentic God. Perhaps you heard of the term animism, A-N-I-M-I-S-M, animism. And this belief system is uh, followed by many people around the world. It's this belief that natural objects should be worshipped. So people worship rocks. People worship rivers. Uh, almost like um, the Greek um, gods where Greek gods were formulated or made up from natural elements. You know, God of the rivers, God of the ocean, God of the underworld, God of uh, the, the sun God, and, and, uh, and all of these other views of God. Even in Egypt, uh, you, you have the sun God, you, you, you have the God of this, the God of that, and all of these are false gods. How do we know it's, uh, it's, a, it's a false view of God? Because the Bible says so. The Bible pre-warns us to not worship gods made with hands. And that's what these other gods are they are gods made with hands, meaning that human beings made them. It is not the true and living God because the true and living God he's not composed he, he he's he's eternal uh, he has no beginning, he has no end, he's timeless, he transcends time, so animism is the false view of God, where nature has been uh deified, where nature It's being worship. Nature is the creation. We should not worship the creation. Rather, we should be worshiping the creator. So it's very important that we do not practice animism. Then uh, pantheism as an example. Some of you all have heard of pantheism. P-A-N-T-H-E-I-S-M. Pantheism. And this is the view that God is everything. And the problem with pantheism is that it blurs the line between the creation, or I mean the creator, rather, and the creation. Let us take a break to recognize our sponsors, and we'll be right back. meaning that it blurs the line between God versus what he created. So we can't, again, we cannot worship what God has created. He doesn't want us to worship what he's created. He wants us to worship him. Again, God wants us to worship him and not anything or anyone else. He is a jealous God. He does, and, and, and that jealousy, it's not based on, um, his selfishness is not based on his insecurities. God doesn't have selfish nature. God does not, uh, um, have any insecurities. Why does God need to have insecurities when he, he is everything? God lacks nothing. There's nothing that God owes to anyone or anything. God is perfect. For God to lack anything would mean that he's not God. God is all. God has all. God gives all. So this doctrine of God is very important because what we believe about God will shape the trajectory of where we go and where we find our purpose in life. If you believe that God, as an example, if you you believe that God only exists on Sundays, then when you go to church on Sundays, you feel holy. By the time you leave church, God is no longer in the picture. That is a form of deism where uh, you believe in God, but you believe that God has left you alone to run the rest of your life. That is not biblical, and many people live that way. They profess to know God. They profess to be Christians, but once they leave church, they're a totally different person because they don't revere God outside of the church walls. So let's look at the essentials of the faith, specifically the doctrine of God. That was just the introduction. Again, um, as I do with all of my classes, we must set the ground rules. Uh, We must know the truth. Truth is telling something like it is or that which corresponds to its object. Truth is telling something like it is or that which corresponds to its object. I want you to remember, again, The law of non-contradiction. The law of non-contradiction tells us that two opposite statements can't be both true at the same time in the same sense. This is important because you have teachers out there, false teachers, who are telling us that all religions lead to the same God. And we know that it's not true because Jesus made this exclusive statement. He says, I am the way. The definite article, the, emphasizes that this is the only way that y- uh, you can go to get to heaven. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. That's Jesus. So i rather believe in Jesus than any other man, any other uh, person. I would rather believe in Jesus. So two opposite statements cannot be both true at the same time in the same sense. So when Jesus says, I am the way... That's not the same as someone saying he is one of the ways. Those two statements are contradictory. They contradict one another. So I'd rather believe in Jesus than what other people say. There are people that have a distorted view of who God is, as I said before. God is not a cosmic bell hopper where we say we believe in him, but we're not Willing to walk in his statues, we're not willing to uh, follow the prescription of the scriptures. We just want God without the sacrifice. We want Jesus without the cross. We want uh, to believe in God without the, sac- uh, the, the 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 mission mindedness. So that's a false view of God. We serve a God again that's not just a cosmic bell hopper where. We only uh, ring the bell, we only talk to him when we want something, or the God that only heals, the God that uh, that doesn't chastise us, uh, the God that just gives us stuff like the prosperity gospel attempted to preach that's a false view of God, so it's important that we have this sober Minded view of God this this clarity view of God this biblical view of God. Don't let other people define who God is for you Uh, Everything I'm sharing with you on this episode I hope you go back to your scriptures and make sure that you test the spirit by the spirit It's okay When we hear something about God, we should always look at it through a biblical lens as as it relates to uh the law of non-contradiction, there are other ground rules that I normally set with my class, which is uh, some people will say, well, you can't judge. In philosophy, that is called a self-refuting statement. If I can't judge, then what did you just do? You judge me for judging. So when we say we can't judge, we need to clarify, what are we talking about? Now, if you're talking about judging to condemn, you're right. The Bible says we should not judge to condemn. But if you're talking about ju- judging to assess whether an act is right or wrong, that's biblical. The Bible gives us uh, permission to judge to condemn whether an act is right or wrong. Read Matthew 7 and 1 uh, and read John seven twenty-four or Luke 7, 43, where uh, you see incidents of the Bible commending uh, the disciples for assessing whether an act is right or wrong. So it's very important that we don't drink the formula of the world. The world don't want us to judge because they don't want to feel guilty. Uh, They don't want us to judge, meaning uh, uh, judging actions, and, and, and that's what the Bible tells us to do. We are fruit inspectors. So we're to judge whether an act is right or wrong. Now, we shouldn't judge if we're condemning, uh, uh, whereby someone may say, especially in the church, um, there are some people in the church uh, who act like Pharisees. Uh, They they have to condemn everything and everyone, Um, and they come across as being more spiritual than other people. And that's also is sinful. We, we we should not judge to condemn, to tell people, well, uh, they'll never be good. They'll never get saved. Uh, they, they, they'll they never be righteous. That is judging with condemnation in mind, and that's not biblical. But if we're judging an act saying, uh, for example, if someone is having an affair and the spirit uh, leads you to share with them that it's not a right decision to cheat on your spouse that is biblical that's righteous uh so you you can address a situation by assessing whether the act is right or wrong how do we know it's wrong how do we know it's right because the bible tells us so the bible tells us so now this view of god again is very important what we know about god what we believe about god we internalize and that shapes our worldview So if you believe that God is okay with us not living holy, well, that's how you're going to live. If you believe that God is okay with uh, us playing church, then that's how you're going to live. But if you believe that God is calling us to righteousness, to live holy, uh, for us to read and study his word, for us to be uh, royal priests, if you believe that, then... That's going to alter your mind. It's going to shape your worldview. You're going to strive to live that way like a priest, Uh, not uh, a priest with a title necessarily, but a priest in your prayer, a priest in your service, a priest in your relationship, a priest in your giving. Uh, God is calling on us to live that way. We don't have to put all of the responsibilities on our pastors. We don't have to put all the responsibilities on our elders. We are being called to live holy. So um, let's not forget that God must be described in a biblical way, that we must believe or see God through a biblical lens. Don't be confused, as an example, by these bumper stickers uh, that I see people putting on their cars all the time. And one of them, the most popular one, is the coexist bumper sticker. Whereas, uh, they're trying to put Christianity on the same level as other religions. And that is a form of pluralism. God condemns pluralistic beliefs and pluralistic acts. That's this whole nation notion that doesn't matter what you believe long as you're, sh- you're sincere and, 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 and as long as you, uh, believe in a God, then you're okay. That's pluralism. We As Christians, we can't accept pluralism because God of the Bible doesn't accept pluralism. Again, this is why uh, the Bible preached against Baal or Baal. This is why the Bible preached against uh, Diana uh, uh, or Artemis, uh, all these other religions that were mentioned in the Bible that God condemned. If God was okay with it, why would he condemn all of these other religions that had different gods? Uh, Even the cow God, when Moses came down and he saw his people had created this calf made of gold, it was condemned. It's idol worship. Uh, Deuteronomy preaches against idol worship. God is not okay with worshiping other gods made with hands because there are really no gods at all. They have no power. Uh, So we must serve the authentic God that has all power. And as we look at, um, this lesson on the doctrine of God, please keep in mind that, that coexist bumper sticker is leading you into pluralism and polytheism. So let's look at some term pluralism. Uh, when I use that term, it means, uh, there are many ways to God, which is false. Pantheism says that all is God. The trees are God. Uh, the rivers are God and and, and 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 the ants are God. Everything is God in pantheism, uh, but that's false. Atheism basically tries to brainwash you and says there's no God at all, and that's false. Agnosticism, meaning that there, I'm not sure if there's a God, uh, and, and agnosticism again is this belief that there's not enough evidence to prove that there's a God, but there is evidence. Is that? Um, it's the reality that many agnostics choose not to follow the evidence that's there. I love what Thomas Aquinas, um, in, in his uh, five ways argument, uh, presented in terms of uh, God being real and us proving the existence of God. And when you have time, you can look it up, uh, Thomas Aquinas, Aquinas's view Or argument to support that there is a God. So cosmological argument is another one. It means that God is the uncaused causer. All things in nature depend on something else to exist. God is the sustainer of all things. He is the first cause. He he, he is the causer of everything else. So Aristotle talks about the first cause. He says... There has to be a first cause. Nothing comes from nothing. Since there are some things, there must have been a first cause. He 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 teaches against, this is Aristotle. He teach he taught against infinite progression, where he says it does not exist. So again, he argues that nothing comes from nothing. Since there are some things which is undeniable, there must have been a first cause. And that first cause um according according to Christians is God. So he's the Uncaused causer. Well, we've run out of time and we'll continue uh, the essentials of the faith um, next, on the next episode dealing with the doctrine of God because it's so important to have a sober view of God so that we don't list, uh, live under the standard that He's given us. We thank you again for your prayers. We thank you all for your encouragement. Uh, we also need your help. Uh, we are looking for uh, partners. Uh, financial partners to partner with us on a monthly basis. Whatever you can give will be a blessing. Go online to srministries.org or you can make your checks payable to Sound Reasoning Ministries, P.O. Box five eight two three zero six El Grove, California, 95758. Remember to do for the truth what so many people do for a lie. God bless
0: That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus one nine says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, SR Ministries. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith. But I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry. Your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus. So ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.